Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. This week, we're talking to our resident Facebook ad strategist, Nicole Dietrich, to hear how you can use social media advertising to increase the success of your product and promotion launches. If you don't know Nicole, she is the founder of Dietrich Marketing Strategies, a boutique agency that helps e-commerce business owners find new customers through her cold audience building technique with Facebook ads. She's been running her agency for a few years and in the last year or so has transitioned to working specifically with e-commerce business owners and has generated over $3 million in net new revenue for her ad clients. Not that I want to be an ads manager, but sometimes I'm jealous of that immediate ROI she can generate. She's also my co-host in the lounge membership and one of my all-around favorite humans. All right, I won't make you wait any longer. Grab a notebook and let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the show, Nicole. Hi, I'm so excited to be back, Jess. Thank you so much. Of course. Now, I imagine the majority of our listeners already know who you are, and (laughs) I did, of course, introduce you, but can you give us a quick reminder of who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole Diedrich, and I'm the owner of Diedrich Marketing Strategies. We focus a lot on e-commerce, six-figure and seven-figure businesses, and help them with marketing strategies. So whether that's organic, but mostly paid in the Facebook and Instagram online space. Amazing. Now, Nicole has been on the show before. It was back in December of 2021. And we talked a lot about Facebook ads in the wake of iOS 14 and things like the trick to seeing success with ads, what other agencies have been doing wrong, and (laughs) which might be why you have these preconceived notions about ads, what makes for a successful ad on Facebook and Instagram, and the simple Facebook ads funnel strategy to get around the iOS 14 limitation. So if you've never listened to that episode or it's been a while, it's episode 91. I'll put a link in the show notes, but I do recommend you go back and listen because a lot of what we talk about today will make way more sense when you understand Nicole's overall approach to ads. And what are we talking about today? Specifically, how to use Facebook ads for your product and promotion launches. And you know, I've been talking a lot about this over the last few weeks because we're going into Q4 and this is just my favorite holiday strategy. Now you can learn more about the overall process of that by snagging the product launch checklist at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash checklist. And what we're talking about today is going to be a complement to that. 
Before we get into that, sorry guys, I'm going to make you wait a little bit longer, but Nicole, can you give us a quick update to what have you been seeing in social media ads? Because I imagine you've learned a lot and things have probably changed yet again in the last eight months since we talked on the podcast last. Yes. There's obviously been a lot of changes with the back end of Facebook ads. They are still diligently working on trying to get better tracking in their back end. I would say that's gotten a little bit better, but what has been really nice is seeing the trends of other KPIs that are actually pretty accurate. So I've been focusing on outbound blink clicks. I've been focusing on kind of connecting the dots of what we're seeing with lead generation and how off Facebook ads is. Facebook ads with lead gen is actually not off too bad, which is great. They're about 66% accurate. But other than that, I mean, the big changes have been kind of the engagement style of ads. So we've been seeing a lot of changes in middle of funnel. So like lookalike, audiences, retargeting audiences. And something that's been really working for us, like I mentioned eight months ago, has been using your guys's first party data. So there's a lot of people who I've noticed, right, who come to us and we set up their back end of their Facebook ads, who haven't set up their pixel, who haven't set up their domains. And this is really helpful when you start it before you're starting ads, because it starts to gain all of this traction. Another thing that's kind of changed is the audience styling. So I'm very detailed targeted. I've kind of broadened up this much, not a lot. I know you guys are listening, but I did like the mini pinch. That's the size I'm doing right now. But what I do is I do a lot more of where we test with our first tier broad audience. And if you go back and listen to the last podcast, I kind of detail everything on how we do that. But what I do is I put everything in that first tier audience that I would normally start out with my three tier audience. And that's how I test, okay, where is this audience at? My clients who are niched are performing much better than they did before the iOS update, which is really interesting to me. I do think that is because of the detailed audience that we still do. And most people and most ad managers that I still hear are talking about, just go broad, just go broad. That's easy to do when you're spending $50,000 plus a month on ads, guys. Like, it's just like, we're not necessarily working with that many clients that are doing that, right? Yeah. And so for me, I really want to focus on us little guys. What's going to get you guys to be able to say, oh, I can just go broad. So those have been a couple of changes there, but there have been tests where I've tested one interest and then the rest is just see who's in this age. Those don't work. Okay. They don't work as quickly as what I've been doing, which has been nice to like kind of reassure what we've been doing for our clients. But if you are super niched, ads are doing successful. Like they're really growing and continuing to scale. And that to me is obviously our goal for all of our clients. And the one big change has really just been good leads. So good lead generation this year has been really phenomenal where they're actually converting. When I was doing lead gen before iOS, that's where I was really diving in hard to lead gen. And maybe it was different because I was working with more service providers on that than e-commerce customers. And if you're in the e-commerce space, you may have heard that lead gen sucks and it's just people who are loading up your email list and they're not active. Man, oh man, is that a lie? (laughs) So we've been focusing hard on that for our clients and they're just in awe. And so I would say that's a big change in our approach is what our budget is going where in the top of the funnel and then how we're kind of processing that through. Yeah, it's so important. And if you guys know me, Nicole, you know that we share some clients and we refer to each other. 
And the trick with the lead gen though, is you've got to have your email set up, right? The clients that are doing well with that have fully built out email automations and the shared clients is because I'm the one that set up the emails, right? Like I was like, all right, you've got your foundation. Now you need people to go through them so they will convert. And then I send them to Nicole so that they can run ads and fill up their funnel. So Here's the thing, and I try and say this as many times as I can possibly remember it because it's so, so important that you guys get this. Ads is not a silver bullet. It is not magic. It will not fix a failing business. It is going to amplify what is already happening, good or bad. And you know how I feel about this bullshit on the internet, right? There's a lot of people that just act like, oh, you just run some ads and everything's fine. Like, (laughs) nah. That's not how it works. Okay. There's a process, there's a system, there's a foundation that you need to have in place, but it is possible. It takes a little work up front, but it's possible. And then one other thing I just wanted to mention while I'm thinking about it, because Nicole and I were going over numbers on ads that we have running right now. And apologies if you can hear Gomez purring in the background because he purrs (laughs) really loud and he's like all up in my microphone. (laughs) Nicole can see him on the screen. So when it comes to your ads and the creative, a lot of us, myself included, okay, get very hung up on this. If you've ever looked at my website, or if you've ever gotten a proposal from me for a project, you know, my shit is fancy. And we have an ad running right now. We're doing lead gen for the product launch checklist I mentioned. And we had this graphic that worked really well last time. I was never in love with it, but we just needed to like get it up. And this time I was like, oh, I created this other stuff. Like, let's test it out. That was my nice way of saying like, I don't really love the graphic that we're using. Can we try something else? Well, we tested it. And that original graphic is still outperforming every other graphic we created, video that we used, video of me, actually. Real. Yeah, it was a real. We had more just like a static video. I know that's an oxymoron, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's an image with movement, basically. And the original image where honestly, it's hard to read the text that's on it. Yeah. It's not good and it's performing the best. So when you guys are thinking about ads, just be open-minded and let the data tell you what is and isn't working. Now, I'm probably going to do a whole separate episode on like all the things that we've learned through launching the lounge, our membership, just with graphics and targeting and where we're sending people. And I know I've talked about it a little bit, but I think I'm just going to do one whole episode But because Nicole and I were literally just talking about this two days ago from when we're recording this, I was like, I just have to mention it because gosh, I get it. But like, if people are responding to it, like who freaking cares? (laughs) Yeah. Because you're bringing them into the space that is pretty. Like, let's be honest. They're going to know your brand. They're going to get it. And the funny thing about this image too, guys, is it's three elements. It's a marble background. It's our product launch checklist in our color, and then it's download for free and like a script. That's it. There's no arrows. That's literally the ad. And it is performing literally $3 better at the least, right? We've had higher that it's cost for leads. And that 
to me, it's funny, right? And I have these conversations with clients all the time because I'm like, I know we want it pretty and we want all these things, but this is working and this is getting you cheaper sales or cheaper leads. And that's what I'm here to do. And it can be hard, but the biggest thing to remember is they're always going back to your brand. It is like, yes, I want it to look like it. I do think it has a lot more to do with our copy, right? Our copy is strong. We're like, hey, learn how to launch and make more money. And I think people get hung up on creative and copy so much. Copy definitely, I think, is more important, but it's your audience and it's what you're giving them, okay? They don't care. They're like, I just want the damn thing. So whatever that looks like, get it to me. Yeah, so, you know, the image might be a little janky, as I would call it, but when you go to the landing page, it's really clean and pretty and all of that. So I just had to let go of that and focus on other stuff. So I just wanted to throw that in there. All right. So what you actually came here for was product launch ad strategy. So Nicole, can you give us just like a quick overview so they can kind of visualize the process and then we'll dive deeper into each step. Yeah. So when you're thinking about launching, let's say a new collection or product, and you're wanting to use ads in that process, which obviously Jess and I highly recommend, it really depends on one, how big you want this launch to be, where your business is already at. So I'm going to start out if you're fairly new, let's say you've never done a product launch full process before. This is your first time utilizing ads with it. The first thing that we're going to need is some sort of landing page and email nurturing sequence. I'm going to say this till like I'm blue in the face. So many people are just like, I want the ads and then I'll figure out. No, we need the email nurturing sequence because these people need to get to know you. We're giving them something to get on your list or we're giving them something free. Usually we have VIP lists or early access lists, which actually do phenomenally well. And that's how we lead them in. But the first thing is we need some sort of landing page that's going to make them say yes give you their information. And then we need to make sure that the email nurturing sequence is set up. Jess has talked about that. I know she'll probably talk about that till she's blue in the face too, but that's what we need to make sure it's set before any type of money is going to ads. The next thing that we need to think about is the period of time that we want to have people signing up for our list. And this really is dependent on your customers, how long it takes them to take action. I have customers where I can turn a product launch lead gen ad two days before they launch and we get 400 people on the list and then they're sold out. So it's really going to be dependent on your numbers and what the goal is. I like to have it on for at least two weeks. What this allows for everyone to do is the people who join immediately have those two weeks to go through this nurturing sequence. So by the time that you do have the launch, they're a lot more ready to buy than the person who joined the day before. And I think that's something that's really important too, is I always stop those ads usually about 48 hours before the launch of that process. So they have the opportunity to go through at least one or two of those email nurturing sequences before the launch happens. And it's really a play of complementing each other in the process because the whole thing that Jess and I talk about and why I love one, our partnership, but two ads and everything that goes on with your marketing sphere within your business is we're really just trying to help keep people in our funnel, not having any holes. And so when you think of ads as the space to maybe speed up the process, but you have to have all these other things in place before you can run that successfully, that's going to allow you guys to not stress about things so much and make this more of a successful process. I love it. And then 
We're going to dive deeper into those two guys. So just hang tight. So they go to the landing page, they sign up, they go through the emails. Now it's launch day. Do you support that launch with more ads to those warm people? Yes. So depending on how long your launch is, I have people who do 24 hours. I have people who do a week. So depending on how long your launch is, I have warm ads that are ready to go from the list. And this is if you have Klaviyo, because you can actually connect that list within Facebook ads. And so when people are joining, it's automatically populating that. What I do is I create a retargeting ad specific to, hey, it's launch day. It's only sending to the people on this list. It's excluding people that aren't on the list. And it's like, make sure to come grab this or early access ends at midnight tonight. Make sure that you grab this before it opens up to everyone. And then we get lots of sales through that because it's that extra reminder. If they're already signing up through Facebook or Instagram, the likelihood of them seeing that ad again and buying is really helpful. And it is that reminder that I love to put into our budget if we have it. Got it. And then what about when the launch promotion products and whatever are live, then do you have ads like conversion ads maybe for those? And is it to a warm list, to a cold list? Yes. So I do have conversion ads for those and that's only to the warm list. So again, that's only to the list that signed up unless my clients are like, I'm okay with this deal going to everyone. It's really on you. It's nice when it's just going to our list because we can prove, hey, this is where our budget went and this is how it converted. So I can say lead gen makes sense. And it's not just going to, oh, I should have just done a cold conversion ad. But I do like retargeting and rehitting them with that. And it's like a three-step process. It's getting them in the funnel. It's reminding them that this is going to be happening because people need reminders. We're busy. We sign up for things all the time. And I'm like, shit, I missed that. Like I didn't get it or I didn't get on it like I wanted to. And then it's making sure that they do get that final notice of, hey, this is live. We only have a certain amount or whatever it is. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. And they work really, really well. We have that whole process. For sure. Okay. So I want to dive into each of these a little bit. And we can't talk about everything that goes into this in one podcast episode, but I do want to highlight some really important things so that when you go to do this, that you've got that all in place. So let's go back to the landing page. One of the most important things to remember is that you want the most important content to be above the fold. And all above the fold means is that the user can see it without scrolling. So if you're looking, thinking about a desktop, you want to see an image on one side and then some copy and a form, a sign-up form on the other side. You don't want them to have to scroll to get to that form. Now, this might be a little bit harder to do on mobile. That's okay because the user is used to that. But on desktop, you definitely want it all above the fold. And another really interesting thing, because I know Nicole does this for one of our shared clients, and she kind of tested having a landing page that has no navigation bar. And that's what you will typically see or what people will do in the service industry or the course industry. If you go to checklist, ecommercebedassery.com forward slash checklist, you'll see there's no navigation bar because I don't want you to get distracted. There's one thing I want you to do. But what's interesting is with the e-commerce clients, you're finding better success when there is a navigation bar, right? Because they're signing up and then going to shop. Yes, exactly. And I also think it's kind of like, this is real. 
I mean, we know online scams where you go to a landing page and you're like, is this person even real? Like there's no information about them. And there's now these things where people are literally copying over people's websites Yes. And selling their stuff. It's crazy. So I think it is kind of that help of this is proof. This is real. I can see that they have these reviews It's on their website. And something we do is for all of our clients, we have a landing page that's just for ads, right? And they also have a landing page that's for organic. Now, this does mean that if we have the menu bar and they go searching around, they're going to sign up for the organic one over the Facebook ads one. But with UTMs, we can actually see, and Clavio has added this in, Jess. I don't know if you've looked at it, but they added in recently, I think like two weeks ago, full UTM tracking, like on the sidebar of customers coming in. So if they do land on a UTM tracked page, it actually tracks it. So it's super nice. So now I'm able to see, okay, maybe they didn't sign up on the Facebook ads one, but I can still see that's where they came from. They just went and were looking around the site and then ended up coming back and signing up on the organic page. Yes. Amazing. So it's definitely worth it to test you guys. And you can do things like if you want to make it easier, you can use different forms. So you have one embedded form for your organic people and one from your ad people. So you can just see the number of people that are coming through. It'll give you conversion. You know, if you're using Klaviyo, it's probably like this in other systems as well. So you have a lot of data at your fingertips to get a sense of how this all works. And we're in a launch right now. You guys are going to hear us talk about the lounge soon. But when we do it the next round early next year, I mean, we should test that. We A-B tested some landing page layout things this time around. And I think next time we'll test the navigation bar. That's the other thing. When you are testing things, don't test too many things at one time especially if you don't have a ton of traffic. Otherwise, it's like not statistically relevant. So obviously we tested ads, but in terms of the landing page, we just had two versions. We tested them 50-50 against each other and like that's it. And anything else we'll test in the next round. And that's what you can do too. And that's true really for this entire product launch process. Like It's amazing. And we know it works. We've seen really insane results, but like, it's not necessarily going to be the most amazing thing the first time you do it. Like you got to do it a couple times. Like don't give up on it. Okay. And then in terms of the email nurture sequence, we're going to harp on this a little bit because it's truly the most important part of this process. So I know there was someone you had kind of worked with and they did ads and all of this stuff for their launch. But then from the moment that person signed up to launch day, that customer didn't receive anything. No sneak peeks of what the products were, no reminders that they were coming. It was just showing up on launch day and saying, hey, I have this thing. Do you want to buy my stuff? That does not work. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And that's the hardest part for me because, okay, and this is just too, when we see it in our clients, we want to do it, but I'm not getting paid enough to go in and do your guys' email sequences too. And when I tell my client, hey, here's the process, make sure you do it. And they tell me, yeah, I did it. I'm not going to think that you guys are lying to me. Like I like, okay, cool. Like we're good. We got all these people in. This is great. And then when I notice on launch day that none of them had been sent emails, like there was no email sequence. I'm like, okay, this will be interesting. Yeah. It's so important when you're working with service providers, guys, I mean, there is a scope of work. So like, if it's not something that you can do or you don't plan on doing because you don't feel like, or you're too busy, like then hire someone to do it for you. Don't just not do it. I'd rather see you not do the process at all 
then do it halfway, especially if you're going to invest in ads because you're wasting freaking money. So please don't do that. Wait until you can really go all in on the process. And that's what's going to get you the results and the ROI that you really, really want. Yeah. And we've been there too, Jess, when we're unable to do all the things that makes a successful launch. After you do it, you're like, ah, this process just doesn't work. But really what happened was we weren't able to do the full process. So we're not able to say if it worked or not because we didn't have all the pieces together. And that's the last thing we want for our clients to feel because we felt that we know what that feels like. We know when our clients feel that way, it defeats you. And that's not the process that we're trying to have any of you, whether you're our clients or not feel. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when we launched the lounge over the summer, we knew it was going to be smaller because it was summer and it was like really the first pandemic free summer. We were like, nobody wants to like join a membership. (laughs) They're like, no, I want to travel. Like I'm not doing any work. So we knew that, but we also tried this strategy of sending them directly to a workshop versus giving them this freebie first and nurturing them. And it just didn't perform as well. So it doesn't matter what your business is. Like a few years ago, it didn't matter. Yeah. But consumers are way more savvy. The digital marketing landscape has changed. Like they know, they know. And (laughs) they're a little weary to just like hand over money. There's someone in our lounge membership. Somebody like copied her website, like her entire website. And I think the URL had one different letter in it or something like that. Like this shit actually happens and the consumer knows that. So take the time to warm them up. All right, we're going to digress on that. So now let's kind of talk about that warm up process. So you said at least two weeks and you stop the ads 48 hours before launch. Now, do you see a difference between businesses who have maybe a bigger organic presence. And you know who I'm thinking about because she sells out of her launch products, like before even her regular customers can get them. Are there like nuances there? So I would say there's like two different strategies I use for like my six figure clients over my seven figure clients, my seven figure clients, I don't have to do the retargeting. One, because usually their emails are done by Jessica, so they're amazing and they know how to do their process. But two, those people are so ready to buy. I don't have to worry about reminding them. Like they are literally on their emails. Their open rates are crazy for these early access lists. So I don't have to spend any money really reminding these people that this is coming up. Make sure to check your emails. But for my six-figure clients, that's where I'm really on. Okay, we're going to have the reminder of, hey, make sure to check your email. Hey, make sure this is coming up. You know, mark your calendar. And then when the sale is live, actually having retargeting ads going say, hey, the sales is live, make sure to get it or before XYZ happens. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Is the runway different? Do you do it longer for one or the other? Or is that kind of the same? Yeah, I kind of do it the same. I would say two weeks. I would say for my seven figure clients, I can get away with less like five days. I just like speed up the budget. But for my six figures, it's a minimum of two weeks. I do like a three-week runway though, especially depending on if they're kind of new to this launch process so we can work people through their email 
and make sure that they're actually engaging with it because this is a learning process for everyone. And then if we're like, okay, they're not engaging with this, how do we tweak the next ones to make sure they do? But other than that, the process is honestly pretty much the same. And it's, I try to split the budget up. So let's say we have a promotion for the month. I usually do where 50% of that budget is going to that promotion. So throughout the rest of the month, we're, we're selling, we have our conversion ads, but then let's say the budget's 5,000, 2,500, And then I do 75% of that 2,500 is going to lead generation for that. And then the rest is going to retargeting. Got it. Okay. And of course, you know, the retargeting ads are going to be less expensive. So you don't need that same amount of budget there anyway. All right. So just to recap the process for you guys, you're going to do lead generation ads. And remember, you're sending them to a landing page on your website. You're not doing the Facebook form ads. You want to send them to your website. You're going to send them through an email nurture sequence. Then you're going to obviously launch it to them through email, but you're also going to do those warm retargeting ads while your launch is live. So that is the overall process. It is also another ads funnel. So like I said, go back to episode 91 and listen through that as well. So before we wrap up today, just to kind of solidify this for everyone in their mind and for them to say, okay, I'm like ready to do this. I'm not ready to do this. First, let's talk about what are the biggest mistakes you see when people are doing this process? Then we'll talk about some positive things. Yes. So some of the biggest mistakes I would say that people do is they do these product launches to products that aren't proven that their customers want to buy yet. So this can be a little bit scary. And this is hard when you're new, right? You're like, oh my gosh, Nicole, like I haven't had any people like buy my stuff yet. I'm brand new. But the reason I say this is because sometimes as a business owner, we're always going to love our stuff, right? Like we are (laughs) our biggest fans. Hopefully that's the goal. But I would say that is probably one of the bigger ones. And it's scary. I always want to say, hey, I know we want to launch new products and this is great, but we have proof of concept of this product. And if we change the color or we do a little change here, right? And that's what we're going to use for the product launch that will do really well. And so that to me is kind of, I would say probably the biggest one, obviously not having the email nurturing ready, doing it when they aren't prepared for the sale volume. And then the last one is having an offer that isn't tempting enough. There's either no urgency, the potential customer doesn't feel like they're getting as much out of it. So it's not a, yes, I'm ready to jump in. So I would say making sure that what you're offering is giving people enough of a, yeah, I want to sign up for this list. Like this seems like the thing that I need right now. Yeah, definitely needs to be special. Like think about from the consumer's end, they're being like bombarded with so much messaging about everything on the internet all of the time. And they don't owe you anything. It has to be enticing. And so I do see like a lot of times where we're like, oh, you know, we launched this thing and nothing happened. And it's like, all right, well, what was in it for them? There needs to be something in it for them. And that can be the early access, that can be the discount, or it can just be a product that they actually want. And that's going to come through in the copy that you use, which is a whole conversation for another day. I think I have some podcast episodes that talk about how to write copy that convert. So I'll stick it in the show notes for you guys to check out as well. Okay. 
So on a more positive note, like maybe share some big successes with us and who is this perfect for? Like, what can we say to the audience where they can be like, oh, that's me. I should go do this right now. (laughs) So if you have quarterly launches or bi-monthly launches, this is huge for you, especially if you are a maker or you bring in varying types of product based off the season, holidays, et cetera. This is huge. Some successes that we see with clients too, and this is a good little urgency ad, is have an amount of these items that you're launching that you have and say, we only have X amount of these things. That really helps people join these lists early and want to be a part of it because they're like, oh, wow, I know they're a bigger business or I know that they hand make these, whatever that is. So it's going to go fast. That's going to help you with finding people who are ready to take action. But with some of our clients, I would say if you're like, let's put revenue out there. If you're at like 150 a year and you haven't ever done a full launch process of something. I mean, most of you are launching at least four times a year, something, right? If you are launching at least four times a year, try this process because if you're looking to start selling out, this is what's going to do it for you. It's not going to be organic. It's going to be some sort of growth or some sort of collaboration. And that's where ads come in to help you do that and reach those potential people ready to buy from you. And like some big successes are clients who are seeing 10K, 30K. I mean, one of our clients is seeing almost an 80K launch, you know, and ads brought Holy in. Shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like it's crazy stuff. And ads brought in, I think that day, over 150 of those sales. Most of those were new people. So it's really crazy how this can work for your business. And like the 10K days, like I had clients who they hadn't had a $200,000 a year yet. And they had, I think it was a $13,000 day from that launch that we followed this process from. Biggest day they'd ever had other than Black Friday in 2019. So I felt like that was a pretty good win. And it doesn't matter really where you're at, like revenue wise, you can still see that really big impact in your business. And I think that's what's important with this. I think a lot of people think, oh, I can't do this unless I'm at this level. No, you just do it higher at that level, right? You just continue to grow and expand. And every time you do it, you're going to learn something. You're going to tweak something. You're going to do it better the next time. And they didn't start out with 80K launches. That's not how they began, but that's where they are now. Yeah. And because they have been doing this lead generation for such a long time. And I remember when we were first talking to her about it, she was hesitant. She couldn't really wrap her head around, why do I have to pay for these leads? But she pushed through the fear and started doing it. And now with every launch, she has more and more people to promote to, right? So you are buying your future customers, And that's especially important and amazing. If you have like a consumable product, like you just got to get them in one time. Yes. Right. And then you just sell to them over and over and over again. Like her customers know when they say they have a limited quantity, they mean that they have a limited quantity. (laughs) Yeah. They're sending out emails literally saying, sorry, these all sold out from our early access list. It's crazy. And I think something that is really valuable here to know as well, especially if you're afraid of ads or like moving into that direction is it's really amazing to build a business 
where you're worried about not having enough product to sell. Right? (laughs) That to me right there, you're doing it right. So cool. I mean, I'm just amazed at what they have built and just grateful to be this teeny little part of it who like set up her email automations. (laughs) (laughs) You're a big part of it though. Big part of why they get to come back and buy. And this is what we love you guys too, is like partnering with our clients and really getting to be a part of their growth because everyone starts at the same spot. $0 in our bank account. Okay. Not knowing what the fuck we're doing. Uh, We figure it out along the way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Totally. And here's the thing. Like if you are earlier in your business and you're thinking like, that is impossible. I could never, ever reach that. You can, like, this is proof that you can. And for those of you who maybe are at that level and you are doing things like this, but maybe you feel overwhelmed, know that it gets easier. You are going to streamline this process. You are going to hire team members. I mentioned on my story the other day on Instagram, like this client that we're talking about, we're working on a different project together and we had a check-in call. And in the years, it's been a few years, basically since I started my business that I've been working with her on and off for different things. She was not on that call. Okay. She was sneaking out of the office early in the background and her team was on the call. So she is proof that this is all possible for you. And she didn't know shit about e-commerce She didn't know anything about retail, managing, product, anything like that, okay? She has something that she loves and she found other people who love it too and she sells them stuff and they love her for it. And that's literally all it is. And she hired people to teach her how to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Literally, yeah. (laughs) And that was it. So she didn't have some secret sauce by no means. And she did it. So this is all possible for you guys too. Well, thank you so, so much, Nicole, again, for being here. Are there any last words of wisdom that you want to leave the e-commerce badassery audience with? Yeah, I think I'll leave each of you who are listening one with a thank you. We appreciate you for listening, but also with a reminder that the most successful people in life are those who chase happiness and those who believe in themselves. So if you have dreams and you want something that you're wanting to accomplish, as long as you believe in yourself, you can make it happen. Surround yourself around people who also believe in you, and it's going to make the journey a lot easier. But yeah, strive for happiness, not money, not other things. And life will become a lot more fruitful and you'll enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. The money is just a byproduct of doing the things that you love and believe in. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you everyone for spending your time with us today. We know you could be anywhere on the internet and we so, so appreciate you. Don't forget to check the show notes for all of the links that we discussed today, the other episodes and stay tuned because you know, Nicole and I, we got some stuff for you to help you (laughs) actually implement this all in your business because we just want everyone to just like take your business by the balls. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Run with it. Yes. And just do it. And we want to give you the tools to do that. So stay tuned for all that. We appreciate you greatly. And we'll talk to you all soon. See you on the flip side, friends.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass. Thank you.